Hi, I'm Johnny Reinhardt. And I'm Megan Francis. And you're listening to the Meet the Makers podcast. In this show, we talk to the masters who create beer, wine, and spirits in Southwest Michigan to hear what inspires their craft. It's all part of the Makers Trail. You can learn all about the makers that are part of the Makers Trail at makerstrail.org and plan your route with the map available right at their website, makerstrail.org. And now it's time to Meet the Makers. We are heading down the Maker's Trail, and we are here in the uh, Arch District of Benton Harbor at the Livery. And this is uh, one of the, sort of the, I guess, almost like the godfathers of (laughs) microbreweries, really, when you think of it. Because in Southwest Michigan, uh, this has been going on for about, what, 12 years now? We're with Simon, uh, one of the head brewers here at the Livery. About 12 years, you said? Yep, that's right. Um, The brewery started in August of 2005. Wow. Wow. I've been coming here for years, uh, having beers here and having a good time. And uh, the things that I love is obviously the beer, and then you got live music and all kinds of stuff as well. But first off, uh, tell me how this all got started for you. Well, um, it's kind of interesting. Um, I have, uh, (laughs) I mean, I grew up on a dairy farm and uh, went to college and uh, kind of putzed around in a number of different. number of different jobs, uh, kind of professional stuff. Um, ended up going to law school in Chicago, um, getting my law degree from Chicago Kent College of Law, um, and practiced law uh, out of college or out of law school. My first uh, law job was yeah. with uh, the law firm of Smith and Crott in St. Joseph. Okay. Uh, and uh, shortly, well, it was a couple of years after I started with them, they sold their business to Barry Connie Bear. Okay. Um, and I worked with Barry uh, mm-hmm. for uh, about a year. Um, and, you know, it just started to get to the point where I knew this that wasn't what I wanted to do. Okay. Um, so Barry and I... Uh, amicably parted ways. Um, I, I, Barry County Bear is a fantastic person in our community. Absolutely yeah. love him and love what he's done here. Um, but it was it was just time for a different thing. Wonderful. Um, so I was looking for other legal work and had an opportunity to come work here as a bartender uh, okay. because uh, <laughs> you know I I. I am a craft beer fan. I've been yeah. drinking craft beer for many, many years yeah. and brewing craft beer at home uh, for many, many years as well. Um, and this was real at the time, um, which was, you know, about five and a half years ago. Okay. It really was the only brewery in town mm-hmm. or in the area. Yeah. Um, you could go to Saugatuck um, or, uh, you know, Kalamazoo basically. Right. Um, that was, that was pretty much it. So this was the place, um, you know, I was here often and the manager at the time asked me to become a bartender because he knew that I was looking for other work. Right. Um, so I became a bartender and then shortly thereafter, the person who hired me left and, um, the, the owner at the time, Leslie, uh, asked me to be the bar manager, which I did, um, agreed to do, um, and uh, really enjoyed that. And then uh, the founding brewer, uh, Steve Berthel, mm-hmm. left, um, and then his assistant, uh, Dave Sawyer, took over. Um, so I was working with Dave Sawyer very closely, um, who was the head brewer at the time. And then uh, Dave Sawyer got an opportunity to go work for Bell's, which, okay. which he did. Um, he, he, can, he does work at Bell's currently. Um, at that point, we had a, we were, Leslie and I were 
at a kind of a precipice and we we did a search for a brewer mm-hmm. um we didn't really find anybody that really meshed with what we really wanted to do and uh due to some encouragement uh from some other people in the uh in the industry um who i had kind of made connections with over time um they encouraged me to to take over as the as the head brewer wow um i you know I, as i said i mean i've been homebrewing for many years right um uh, basically since i mean for about 20 years as a home brewer um and uh you know there were a lot of parts about being a brewer that i was a little wary of um brewing is not all that glamorous right. it's a lot of work it's very physical um and uh i just wasn't 100 percent sure if that was going to jive with what i really wanted sure um, but um, I decided to go for it, and uh, Dave Sawyer uh, was an excellent, excellent mentor to me. Um, we worked very closely together for about three months, mm-hmm. um, and he really taught me how to use this system and uh, and brew really, really great beer um, on it. So, you know, after that three months of training, more or less, um, you know, I was on my own, um, and as it turned out, I actually really enjoyed uh, the work uh, more than I thought I would. Um, it was kind of like a return to, you know, what I grew up doing. I mean, I did grow up on a dairy farm, which is a very, obviously, very physical work. Um, and I was, I, I just, lo- I enjoyed that return to, um, you know, that part of, you know, living, I guess. That's really cool because, yeah, you go from dairy farmer lawyer now head brewer at delivery traded back in your suit for a sweatshirt kind of a thing (laughs) exactly (laughs) yes um and after uh after i uh started brewing um full time and really putting a lot of time and effort into uh what was happening here at Mm delivery um it, it it started to kind of make sense to me that I should probably be the owner of the livery. <laughs> um, and uh, I kind of set out at that point to make that a reality. Mm-hmm. And um, fortunately, um, Leslie was ready to move on to mm-hmm. other endeavors. Um, and we were able to come to an agreement um, in which she was she sold me the livery business um so now um it, essentially we kind of closed the deal in early last year mm-hmm. um and i've been the head brewer now for three years and the owner of the business for just over a year wow. Wow. um so you know it's it's been a great ride for me for sure um and uh i'm very happy with uh, with where we're at right now. That's wonderful. One of the biggest changes I've noticed is you've got so much more food than you used to have. You want to talk about that a little bit, about your menu? Yeah, and- absolutely. Um, one of the big, big things that I really wanted to change when I took over was to improve the quality of the food um, and really make that a big part of what we were doing. Um, and I was very, very fortunate. I mean, I had always had a vision of making great pizza because I'm I mean, hey, pizza and beer pizza is a beer. match. Pizza and beer. <laughs> it is a match made in heaven. Um, and, um, you know, so, uh, you know, I had this vision of, of making great pizza. And, and fortunately, um, uh, a local um, person who I'd known for a long time, Becky Weimer, um, 
was ready to change her career. Uh, she's been working at the Glassworks um, as a very fine artist um, and glassblower and teacher. Um, but she was kind of ready to move on to something different. Um, and she's a, she's a very serious foodie um, and enjoys making um, very fresh, very healthy food. Um, that's been a big passion of hers for a long time in her life. And she was very excited to come here and, and, um, and really kind of revamp things in the way we did things. And uh, since she's taken over, I mean, the, the quality is just outstanding. Um, and everything is basically house-made. Um, every single sauce, every single dressing, um, the crust, I mean, everything is made handmade right here. Um, and it's it's outstanding. We make a um, we make a New York style pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it utilizes our spent grain from the brewery, um, so you get a little nice little texture and bite from the from the spent grains, which is really fun. Um, and um, you know, we use a little bit of fennel in our sauce, which makes it kind of nice and spicy. Um, a lot different than many of the other pizzas that you're getting in in the area, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and I'm sure you know, if you take a look at the menu, you can see like just the variety of of ingredients that we use. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some incredible combinations um, in terms of our specialty pizzas. Um, but you know, if you're building your own, there's a Ton of ton of different combinations, right. um, but so pizza is obviously the big thing that we do. But there are other things as well. Um, we have a fresh soup um, every day. Um, you know, we do a kind of what we call the soup of the moment. Um, you know, which are all again, you know, a hundred percent, you know, handmade soups. Mm-hmm. Um, we do excellent salads um, and uh, oven baked sandwiches as well. I had one of the turkey bacon avocado sandwiches last night, and it was great. (laughs) (laughs) Try that. (laughs) The TBA is probably our most popular sandwich. Um, It's a classic here. Um, That's actually kind of one of the sandwiches that was actually done fairly well here in the past. Mm. Um, And uh, we kind of held on to that one. Um, It's unique in that it's served on naan, which Mm. is a fun bread to to have. It's It's very tasty. That is so. wonderful. And, you know, you were telling us about, like, how it all got started for you. But uh, what's cool about this place is that there is such a rich history in here. Not only the, the past 12 years that this has been uh, the livery brewery, but also uh, this building is much older than that and uh, has a real rich history in it as well, being the livery that would be where horses would live right but uh when were the horses here they obviously weren't here when the beer was being made so when was that all going no absolutely not yeah the uh so the building um we think uh was built in a, around um uh 1910 ish um so the the building is is well over 100 years old um and was as you said a livery um which was a place where people you know boarded their horses when they came to town more or less uh, there was a hotel across the street called the saltzman hotel um and also the uh the the railway railway station was nearby as well so when people uh, you know 100 years ago wanted to 
travel or come to town, they needed a place to keep their horse and buggy, and that was what the livery did. So essentially like a parking garage for, <laughs> for a horse and a buggy. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> um, you know, they just watered and fed your horses. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Well, one of yeah. the really cool things here is a sense of community. It really doesn't just feel like a random restaurant or brewery. It feels like a place that's family, really, that are here. Absolutely. I think that the culture that has kind of grown up in this with this business has been really it's really a very comfortable place mm-hmm. um and i think that comes from the vision uh of the founders um of the of the business they really wanted it to be a community location and a community place um where people could come and mm-hmm. and uh and relax uh and uh, you know at the time when they you know, when they set out to open the livery um, back in 2005, um, the arts district was not even known as the arts district. Right. Um, it really kind of anchored the renaissance that began here. Um, and I really try to honor that every day, mm-hmm. um, knowing that, you know, it does serve such a critical function here. Um, and, you know, I, I feel very privileged uh, to be able to continue that and and make it better um, and improve it. Um, so it's a it's a really neat thing. And um, the arts district is is only getting better and better. And it's a very, very comfortable uh, environment here. Um, and I think the city of Benton Harbor um, really has embraced the arts district um, and. Um, you know, I think that the future is very, very bright. And there are some investors who are um, building some additional residen- mm-hmm. residential, um, uh, you know, from condos and apartments. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's just going to be a very it's just going to keep getting better. And obviously with the, you know, with the beautiful golf course um, right. and right. all the investment that's happening there, um, I think the future is very bright for this area. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, and this place, like you said, with the community is that uh, and you're in the arch district. This is uh, kind of like an almost a art, art gallery when you uh, when you come and look at it, because uh, not only the the rich heritage of the building, but then upstairs, uh, which is I mean, the whole room is wide open. But the upstairs part of it, you have uh, sort of an art gallery going on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the NTAA, um, which is the New Territory Arts Organization or Association, mm-hmm. um, they um, their purpose is to uh, promote the arts in the arts district, um, and they have what are called art hops uh, quarterly, um, and we always participate in those art hops and feature in our upper balcony um, a local artist's artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, so the artwork gets changed out um, every quarter, um, and it's a lot of fun to be able to come in and, and see different artwork. Right now, we're featuring Brad Bigford's art, um, which is uh, really interesting and really fun to, to look at. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the art hops are fun, and that we definitely try to embrace that um, aspect of being in the arts district. Now, obviously, for me, the big art is the beer, but right. uh, you know, the, the uh, but certainly, um, it's a very, very enjoyable thing, and there are so many wonderful, talented artists in our area um, 
that. It's just great to be able to feature some of them. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the other events and, uh, and music and stuff that you do uh, in just a little bit. Uh, we're talking with Simon Rusk from uh, The Livery. This is uh, part of the Meet the Makers, and you can check out makerstrail.org to plan your route to come here to The Livery. But uh, like you were saying, the art of beer, uh, you got some great beers here uh, and very unique uh, brewing process uh, a little bit. But uh, let's talk about some of the great beers that you have here. Absolutely. Um, I think it, I mean, there, there, there are a lot of beers. We, we, because the brewery has been in operation for 12 years, mm-hmm. um, like the recipe book is huge. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I think on, um, on untapped, I think we have, uh, listed 193 wow. different beers um, that have been checked in. I think that's probably a fairly accurate number in terms of an approximation of mm-hmm. the number of different beers that have been made here. Um, but it is one of the really unique things about us and our brewery is, is that we do rotate our beers a lot. Um, we have some mainstays um, that we really try to make sure are on the board all the time. Um, everyone knows McGilligan's as our IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it was the very first beer, beer brewed at this brewery. Um, it continues, obviously, to be on the board uh, today. And then we also try to have our Silver Queen, which is our, our light uh, lager, on the board as mm-hmm. well, always. Other than that, though, you're going to see a lot of changes um, here, and we make a number of different styles. Uh, one of the exciting things that we do is um, we make lager beers here, mm-hmm. um, which not a lot of bre- other breweries do. It takes a lot of patience um, to make a good lager, um, but I think that there's something very special about uh, making a good lager. Uh, we have uh, made Pilsners, and as I said, our Hellas lager, the Silver Queen, is, is pretty much always on the board. And one of the beers I'm very excited about uh, coming up, uh, which is a, a a spring seasonal for us, is our Ludicrous Speed, uh, which is a Schwartz beer, which is a black lager. Um, so I'm very excited about that one. But in terms of like what I really love and um, what I think I'm most proud of here. Um, is probably our sour beers mm-hmm. um, and then also our um, our bourbon barrel aged beers and one of those bourbon barrel aged beers our bourbon barrel aged triple Weisenbach is that what um, I'm sipping on over here that's right that's okay. the one I got <laughs> for you it really does um, taste like like a, like so a bourbon the bourbon barrel aged triple Weisenbach is a uh, multiple gold medal winning beer it's won gold medals on ratebeer.com. Um, I think we've got seven gold medals wow. um, since, it's, since it's been produced. Um, it's a very rich, yes. um, very strong beer. Um, it has tremendous notes of uh, caramel and bourbon. Um, it's very warming, um, sweet, wheat. Um, there's just a lot of flavors. It's very, very complex. Um, and very enjoyable uh, to sip on. Yeah. Um, it's a strong beer. It comes in at about 16%. Wow. Um, so it's, you know, you're obviously not going to pound down a bunch <laughs> of them. Um, but it's a very nice beer to enjoy. Um and uh, and sip on while you're chatting with your friends. Almost sure. like having a bourbon, but without the strong yeah. alcohol taste. A- and, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you know, our you know we are very patient. I mean, I think that's a big part of uh, one of the things you know we kind of discussed uh, earlier when we were out in the brewery. Is is 
a lot a lot of our our processes require time um, right. and this beer is fermented uh, for about it takes about two months of fermentation um, and then it spends about 12 months in um, in bourbon barrels wow. uh, which you know is a long time obviously right definitely um and we've been fortunate enough to be able to source four roses bourbon barrels um which are which lend the beer a very very nice soft uh feel um and we get a lot of nice vanilla notes um out of the out of the barrels mm-hmm. um so we're we're excited to to be able to have that opportunity to to use four roses um to to age our bourbon barrel aged mm-hmm. beers um so you know that's probably uh you know w- w- our one of our crowning achievements mm-hmm. and this was a beer that was really developed by steve berthel the the founding brewer yeah um and you know when a new brewer takes over i mean a lot of things can change i mean you can keep things the same um and i you know i've made a lot of modifications to the sure. equipment in the brewery um to make it more efficient and work better or in my opinion work better mm-hmm. um and i've also changed most of the recipes um okay. you know the uh there were some very nice beers um that were made in the past um but my experience and my taste is just mm-hmm. different. Um, well, the so taste, the, the taste of the people that come here too will change over time as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the the I mean, we're in an incredibly exciting time mm-hmm. in uh, craft beer uh, in the craft brewing movement. Uh, there are so many new players, and the the ball is moving. The target is moving mm-hmm. really quickly, um, yep. and you had better be innovating your beer and making sure that you're making products that people want um, because the taste is changing constantly um, especially in the realm of IPA in my opinion um, you know what what an I, what was a great IPA when this brewery opened 12 years ago is much much different than what yeah. a great IPA is exactly. today um, the flavor profiles have changed dramatically um, and what people are expecting out of an IPA mm. has changed dramatically. Um, so, you know, we're, we're constantly pushing the, the boundaries, um, especially with our hoppy beers. And I, I mean, I want to talk about that for a minute as well, because, um, you know, hop forward beers are really, I mean, they're a passion for many, many Definitely. people. Yeah, for um, sure. And I, they're a passion of mine. I mean, I love a good uh, pale ale. I love a good IPA, a uh, good double IPA. Um, and you know, m- my uh, the brewer who I work with here, Brad Jones, um, is an excellent brewer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been working with me for about a year and a half. Um, we work together every day to kind of try to create the best possible um, hop forward beers we can and we've really i think made some really huge strides over the last six to eight months in terms of how we're hopping our beers um you know kind of when those additions are happening um so you know we're very excited about that Mm -hmm. um we we've kind of had a line of hop forward pale ales um, that has gone over incredibly well. We just finished up with a galaxy hopped pale ale that was called Laser Brain. Um, and right now we have a hop forward uh, uh, pale ale called 
tessera, which is made with the beautiful hop mosaic um, that has all kinds of incredible, uh, you know, kind of like wonderful, like tangerine um, rose petal, mm-hmm. like in, it just incredibly intense flavorful beers um and you know one of the things i guess that kind of like defined the livery before i started brewing here was the bitterness mm-hmm. um it was pretty common people said oh the beers are all bitter and they they all taste the same i've heard that comment many many times um we, that is not the case um anymore um in fact the pale ales that we make are are f- not very bitter at all they're mm-hmm. very hop forward but they're not bitter and that's a that that's a i think that's a very interesting trend um and that's a trend that again i think that you need to be behind if you're if you're making craft beer um in 2017 um you better be making a very very flavorful product that is not bitter mm-hmm. um and that's uh that that's a real skill um and takes a lot of work to achieve um so you know we uh, you know, and, and that is something that I, I you know, I want to touch on just briefly is, is that, you know, as I said, I mean, I have rewritten many of these recipes um, and, and created new recipes. I mean, mm-hmm. many of the beers that are featured on the board right now are my creation. OK. Um, but, you know, there are some standards, as I said, I mean, this triple Weizenbach, I did make some some small adjustments to, but it was an award winning beer. It's hard to make a award winning beer. Sure, a better, better beer. Right. <laughs> um, it, um, so, you know, but, you know, these are different products um, than were made when this brewery opened. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I would just say I would encourage people who haven't been here in a while to come back and mm-hmm. and and try some of our offerings. I think yeah. you'll find that we have a wide variety of beers um, and a little bit of something for everybody. Yeah. It's a very different place, too, with the location being moved upstairs if you haven't been here for a while. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, and we, we've done um, a number of also renovations mm-hmm. um, and, and we're constantly trying to improve um, the the experience that you have here. Mm-hmm. Um, so just briefly, I want to talk about the sour beers because we do have a sour event coming up. Yeah, the, um, sour, the sour beers are one of your notable things here as well, right? Absolutely. Um, so we have our Funk Fest uh, coming up here on April 14th and 15th, mm-hmm. and it is our third annual. It's a celebration of our wild and funky beers, our wild and sour beers, um, and we're going to be releasing, I believe there are four or five new sour beers, um, and we'll have a number of sour beers on draft um, that day. Um, we have free live music that night. Um, we've got uh, Freak Bass um, on Friday night, who's a returning artist, just fantastic, mm-hmm. and JJ and Dre on Saturday night, both free shows. Um, it's, it's just it's, it's going to be a great weekend and a lot of fun. We're releasing some bottled beers. One of our new ones called Mayo Noir, which is a black raspberry aged sour, which is wonderful. Um, and then we're also releasing a mead uh, for the first time ever um, in a bottle here. Um, and that's a mead that we made in collaboration with Four of Fires Meadery. Um, they were awesome. They came in and showed us how to make a world-class mead. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Very nice. Um, and, um, you know, and we're also releasing our second uh, bottling of the Bourbon Barrel Age Triple Weizenbach, uh, the first 
uh, bottling went very quickly, so we mm-hmm. thought we would bottle another round um, and and have an opportunity to sell those. Um, so the sour process, I want to talk about this a little bit because sour beers are very become very popular. They recently. have been, yeah, and you do events and things um, like that for that. Absolutely, and and lots of breweries are making sour beers, um, which is which is awesome, um, and it's fun to to taste what other people's sour beers taste like. Um, but I want to mention that the livery process of sour beer making is uh, is a very traditional method. Mm-hmm. Um, we utilize oak casks um, and the wild micro- microflora of our brewery and area. Um, and what that means is, is that we essentially allow the beer to naturally sour. We don't do anything to force the souring process along. Um, there are techniques called kettle souring, where you can take lactobacillus and sour your beer very quickly in your mm-hmm. kettle um, and produce a sour beer. And they're, they're good sour beers, but there's something about the complexity of a sour beer um, that ages for between 7 and 12 months in an oak cask in comparison. There's a much richer depth of flavor, sure. um, and that is really something that we really pride ourselves in here. It, we're fortunate because, as I said, we don't add anything. We don't pitch any mm. bacteria. We don't pitch any um, any yeast or anything like that. We just happen to have an excellent microflora in our brewery that produces excellent sour beer. Um, and we just try to embrace that. Um, and we're, we're you know, making as many different sour beers as we can, um, you know, given our space, um, you know, hopefully in the future we'll, we'll have a little bit more space to make sour beer. Um, but you know, we I, I kind of inherited this tradition of sour beer making here um, and with the sour beer. Another really unique thing about our sour beers is they're very strong. Um, we make high gravity sour beers. Um, many sour beers that you're going to get out there these days are in the four or five percent range, which is great. I mean, I, and there's no no I don't I don't have a, a problem with that. But the sour beers we make are much stronger than that. I mean, most of the times they're at least eight percent alcohol. And I have one coming that's going to be more like eleven percent. And we yeah. and our um, our virtuosity usually comes in at about 10%. And that is a sour cherry beer um, that we utilize all Michigan-grown cherries, sweet and tart cherries. Um, and it's in the base of a Belgian amber. Um, really, really wonderful beer. Cherry flavor is just like incredible, incredibly bright, dances on your tongue. Um, and we do, um, you know, we... that. I guess that is that's kind of an interesting uh, segue into what what really is exciting about making sour beer is that I get to utilize the fruit that's grown here in our region. That's a really cool thing. And yeah. to be in the fruit belt and be able to just kind of, you know, go and pick and then toss them in there and see what happens. Absolutely. I mean, it's incredible. The 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 uh, grape goza that we have on right now, um, I ain't afraid of no grape, um, <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> is uh, a, lot, a lot of movie title uh, <laughs> yeah. references in a lot of your beers, which some, I, yeah, I love. Got, got yeah. some movie, yeah. We do. We definitely. Uh, I mean, we're influenced by. Uh, I mean, we've 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 got some fun. It, you know, naming beers is a tricky thing. Oh, it's right. a tricky thing, and, yeah. and, it, and it, it's like, a pretty cool thing. All yeah. the all the all the good names. Are <laughs> all the good names. All are the good names. You got to get real on. creative. <laughs> you you got to get real creative. But yeah. anyway, I mean, it's it's those grapes uh, were grown. Um, by our friends out at Karma Vista. 
Um, yeah. It's called a Dornfelder um, grape, which is a German grape variety. Um, and I just thought, well, hey, let's try some grapes in a sour beer. Yeah. And let's make a grape so grape goza. You know, I mean, it's a super unique beer. Mm-hmm. It's very tasty, very refreshing. Um, but it's just it is incredible. The 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 amount of fruit, the quality of fruit. Um, I mean, I, I honestly think there is no better peach than a than a peach grown in Berrien County. I've not had one, at least in my experience. Yeah. Um, so, you know, to be able to uh, brew beer that lends itself so well to to fruit additions is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's one of the great things about. Um, about the livery and about Berrien County. Um, you know, you're not going to find this beer anywhere else in the world. Yeah, unless you right. mail it to somebody. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, so, And also, a uh, cool thing that you guys do here is the Firkins. Yes. Um, talk about that real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Firkin is a small uh, vessel mm-hmm. uh, that is... Uh, uh, it has a kind of a secondary fermentation that happens inside the vessel, okay. which is called conditioning. Okay. And that's where the carbonation kind of comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, we um, do, we tap a firkin every Friday at 515. Uh, so if you're in the area, come by. It's usually a fun time. We often have guest tappers. So if you're... We can do in, that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I didn't know about that. Um, yes, we are, we're looking for volunteers always. Um, you, you need to be aware you could get beer on you it is possible that's totally um, okay. that's all right because <laughs> uh, all part of the job they are oftentimes um pretty explosive when you first tap them yeah. uh, a lot of beer uh jets out um but one of the really neat things about a firkin is is that it allows you an opportunity to add other ingredients mm-hmm. to a beer um i think we just i mentioned earlier we talked about what we're having this friday mm-hmm. is our mcgilligan's which is our our flagship ipa yeah. um but we add added some fun ingredients we added some pineapple we added some mango um, and we also added some very tropical hops um, mosaic and citra um, which will really make the beer very very bright and very tasty so i'm excited uh very much about uh about that Mm -hmm. um but that experimentation is just um so much fun for brad and myself um, we, we, we just love uh, making the Firkins um, and learning from that experience. And we've, we've, we've actually made beers, like full batches mm-hmm. of beers, based on the things we learn from making Firkins. That's awesome. Fun, mm-hmm. like a little science experiment. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's a, just a lot of fun. So. And people love it. Um, and it is a spectacle. So, um, you know, like I said, if you're if you're nearby, come by. Absolutely. And there was, uh, you know, there's events here all the time uh, where you'll do uh, community pint nights. And actually, yeah. you were hanging out there. Oh, yeah. I was at one last night with the, um, the Out Center. And, yeah, you guys have a lot of cool stuff going on here and yeah. upcoming. Or... Absolutely. Um, the community pint nights is something we started about a year ago. Um, and it's it's been building um, every Thursday night um, from 5 to 8 o'clock. Uh, we donate a dollar of every pint sold uh, to a local charity. Um, 
And last night it was the out center um, and it was just a really a blast last night. Um, the, the events are great because it's just brings together a very nice, diverse group of people. Mm-hmm. And it it kind of goes back to honoring that that, uh, you know, that founding principle right, of the arts district yeah. and the community. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we really do want to be a part of this community. And we, we're pl- I mean, we've been here for 12 years. We're planning on being here for another 50 right. um, yeah. at least. Um, so, you know, we're, we're we're committed to, you know, this community. Um, and we found that the community pint nights is just a great way for us to be supportive and, and give back. And. Um, actually, just recently um, made an agreement uh, with the Krasel uh, to provide a beer um, that will is kind of being done in conjunction with um, with the uh, uh, the art on the block. Oh, the, the, uh, the art fair. Yeah, art fair. Yeah. Um, this year, um, and for that event, we thought a very significant give back we're going to donate a dollar of every single pint of that beer sold Mm -hmm. to the krasel um for that um for that month the month of july wow so that's going to be very exciting um and it's super fun to be able to partner with the krasel i love what the krasel does uh for this community um you know there's a lot of public art um and they're a big part of that even here in benton harbor and in st joseph um so we really we're really excited about that partnership it's really wonderful that you've uh you know embraced the art uh the arts district but the the, obviously the art of uh craft beer making but it's just this whole entire uh art uh community you're just consuming art the whole time you're here (laughs) every type of art is uh going on here and uh, it is just wonderful Uh, yeah um if there was one last thing that i wanted to i know we're probably running short on time and people you know (laughs) um the uh i wanted to talk a little bit about the live music that we do here live music is a big proponent of this place it is it's a it's a huge part of of who we are Mm -hmm. and and what defines us um so we uh live music has been happening here at the liveries really since day one Mm -hmm. um and there have been a tremendous tremendous number of fantastic artists who have come here and played Mm -hmm. um and this isn't just like your local bands these are national touring acts Mm -hmm. um some of which have become huge um you know back in its infancy green sky bluegrass used to play here Mm -hmm. and they played here a couple of times they're just you know we've asked them to come back and they're like uh you know you not big enough <laughs> they're like do you want uh you know you want ten thousand people in your parking lot We're yeah. like, right. <laughs> no really um yeah. so um you know it's um but that that's just one of many artists um and we have um we obviously have some great local acts mm-hmm. um the Scipion family band essentially grew up here in the, yeah. at, on this stage um and they play here fairly frequently um obviously slim gypsy baggage plays here fairly frequently they're mm-hmm. wonderful local acts there's a number of other local acts that play here as well um and we you know we're continuing to get very very good national touring acts Nora Jane Struthers was here not too long ago an excellent country artist um, out of uh, out of the Nashville area mm-hmm. um, we have Trout Steak Revival coming back soon um, and you know there there's just 
it's a uh, it's really wonderful mm-hmm. to see ear fork was here last weekend um th- and the variety of music um the quality of music is second to none i i really think we're probably the premier music venue in southwestern michigan um just based on the variety of music and the quality of music that you're going to see here and also this environment is fantastic for seeing live definitely music. for sure yeah it's great um you can you can sit back and relax you can get up and dance um, you can sing along. Um, you know, you can do whatever you want here, which is really wonderful. The art, and the th- the thing that is really wonderful for me is the artists absolutely love to play this room. Mm-hmm. They think it's an exceptional place to play. Um, and there's something about just the vibe that exists in this building. Maybe it's it's hundred year history. Uh, maybe it's the wonderful beer. I don't know. <laughs> a little both. <laughs> uh, but it, it is, um, it, it really is a great place to see a concert. And um, my booking manager, Brandon DeJanes, has been uh, booking for, I think it's about two and a half, three years now. Mm-hmm. And he has connections and um he's just really developed a great stable of artists um, that are excited to come here. And as I mentioned before, like for our Funk Fest, I mean, those shows are free. Well, if you look on our website and see the upcoming events, you'll notice that many of our acts are free. Okay. Um, You can come here and see incredible live music for free. Yeah. That's um, a wonderful thing. It's it's an awesome thing. And and, um, we we just, we think it's... uh, we think it's special, and we think we, we want to share it with people, and that's why that's why they're free. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, we also do, of course, paid shows um, because you know these artists that are traveling long distances, you know, they need to be paid. Exactly. I mean, we certainly pay the artists when there are free shows as well, but certainly when there's a ticketed show, that we can pay them more appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we really um, we really encourage people to come and see something. It, you know, if you don't want to pay for a show, come see a free show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and you might find that the next time you're asked to pay a cover, you're going to because yeah. you just enjoyed it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's what we're trying to, to develop here is a real culture of live music. Um, and I think we're really well on our way uh, to doing that and establishing ourselves as a real destination in terms of uh, live music. Simon, where, what is the website that we can go check out all the stuff that you guys got going on? It is www.liverybrew.com. Um, of course, you can also find us on Facebook um, at um, the Livery Microbrewery Official. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also, of course, have a uh, Twitter account at Livery Brew um, and a uh, Instagram account, which is so also you're everywhere. You're everywhere. Yes. <laughs> and you can find a lot of information on any of those any of those sites. Um, so yeah, please, please take a look. Um, oh, and we're also on untapped. Um, if you're an untapped mm-hmm. user, um, the, I think some of the recent updates to untapped have been pretty incredible, um, that allow you to see like what our current tap list is, our bottle offerings. Um, and then also like what I find to be the most convenient listing of our events, <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> oddly enough. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, there's a, you know, there's a lot of great ways to find out about what's happening. Um, of course you can ask our very nice, knowledgeable and friendly bartenders about what's happening as well um 
So that's a, you know, that's, that would be a great start. So. That's a wonderful thing. And you can also find more about the livery uh, by going to makerstrail.org. Uh, this is Meet the Makers. Thank you, Simon, for Thank joining us. Thank you so us. much. Um, Meet the Makers is brought to you by makerstrail.org. Uh, plan your route to stop by the livery and uh, do that at makerstrail.org and be sure to travel safely. 